What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fastest Rising Podcast and all professional wrestling. Welcome to the Tucker Chin Podcast. I am your host, Michael, as usual. And today we have a very special guest from WrestlePro in uh, Rahway, New Jersey, Mr. Nikos Rikos. Hello, hello. How are you, man? How are you? Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. No problem. Pleasure's all mine. Okay, man. So let's get right into uh, some questions. So when when did you decide you wanted to be a pro wrestler? I mean, there's the generic answer where, you know, I could say uh, I wanted to do it since I started watching it, which is true. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it got, like, serious at, I started in 2013. Um, I mean, I got into a ring for the first time in 2012 with an old buddy of mine who was on the independent scene. Um, got, like, a little taste of standing in the ring lock. I'm like, all right, this is cool, but... I didn't start training until 2013, where um, I actually did in the early half of that year. I did a week of training with Robbie E., who's now known as Robert Strauss in NXT. Yep. Um, I did a few days with him, which was cool, something different. But in terms of like you know, real deal, signing up to a school, consistent. Uh, that wasn't until September of 2013. I was 23, so. That's when, like, you know, I decided, let me go to a school, um, you know, and that's when I found uh, Create a Pro, New Jersey Wrestle Pro with Pat Buck. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, Pat Buck's amazing. Robert, Robbie was is amazing, too, even as uh, Robert Strauss, man. He's doing big, oh, yeah, he's big things down there. Yeah, You absolutely. watch every week wrestling? Uh, yeah. I, I, I haven't been really great with it in recent time, not because it's not like it's anything against the product. I just, I'm... I'm just behind, and I usually end up going through the DVR. Uh, <laughs> I end up watching more older stuff, like uh, right now as I talk to you, really random, but it's on mute. I've got Packlash 2005 on. I'm watching Shelton and Jericho. Okay. But I, I, there's just so much stuff that I'm so behind that I end up going on the network or going on DVR. Like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through watching Money in the Bank. I couldn't watch it last night. Um, so I'm like, I didn't even get to see all that yet. I'm like halfway through the show. Yeah, we'll but for, I, I do, I do, I do keep up with it. I'll ask you about some few wrestlers later in the interview, but uh, yeah, that's surprising, dude. Not a lot of people that I talk, I interview actually watch wrestling week to week, man. Um, I feel like most of them do. They just act like they're too cool for yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, I can't really keep track. I'm too busy. It's bullshit. You. Yeah. We all, we, we all watch. I'm just being legit when I tell you that. I do have a busy schedule, and the shows are long, so sometimes I just find it easier to uh, go on the DVR that night or the next day or a few days later. That's really the, the great thing is DVR. I don't oh, yeah. have to make sure I'm watching from 8 to 11 or you know 8 to 10 on Fridays. You know, I could just simply, all right, let me go back real quick, skip through you know the commercials and maybe some stuff where I don't... Eh, you know. But of course I want to stay on top of what's going on if I want to be there one day I, I should know and see what the product's like yeah man definitely 
So, who were your favorite wrestlers growing up? And if you want to do, like, then and now in WWE, go for it. Yeah, then now forever, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, growing up, um, my favorite uh, was Gold and is, I don't say was, was and is uh, Goldberg. Ooh. Okay. I got into wrestling, I mean, I don't know, probably five or six. Goldberg came around September 22nd, 1997. And uh, I, ever since then, I mean, who, anybody that craps on Goldberg and whatnot, I mean, all right, whatever. You can say what you want about his wrestling, but the guy is entertaining. He knows oh, yeah. his character. And, you know, growing up watching him, it was a superhero. Uh, he would get in the ring, and I just wanted to see how bad he was going to maul the guys. Um Shawn Michaels is right oh, after him. Yeah. Undertaker's on that list. Uh, my, f- I mean, the guy that would pe- people usually think is my favorite of all time because I'm obsessed with him is Chris Jericho. Um, on my detolf of WWE figures, Jericho has his own shelf for all his different figures. <laughs> um, and I'm just a massive, massive fan of Jericho. He's one of the guys I pa- probably the main guy that I I watch and try to pattern myself after, but. I can't forget when I first started that it was Goldberg to the point where I've got a big tribal on my left arm. The reason why it's as big as it is is because I had to cover up what was the Goldberg tattoo. So I had to get that covered up because you can't really try to be a professional wrestler and show up with a Goldberg tattoo. Um, So, I mean, in terms of all time, you know, we're talking Goldberg, uh, Jericho, Sean, Taker. I am a massive fan of Pete Dunne. That's yep. another guy that I just love and worship, and another guy that I study a lot. I love his style. Um, there's so many guys. I mean, nowadays it's just it's there's a litany of guys that I can pick. Um, but those are the ones I I big fan of Punk, uh, yep. especially when he had his run. Uh, I've always loved Randy. I think he's one of the absolute greatest of all time um yeah i mean yeah that those are the first ones that are you know kind of jump off you know of course i love the rock like the guys who grew up ddp yeah um but yeah there's there's and i mean there's so much more but that's just kind of the gist of it i think my top two not i have a top 10 but my top two are guerrero and benoit i love watching them because again as somebody who's on the shorter side like myself i'm not six foot so I love watching uh, Jericho, Guerrero, Benoit. Um, I love, love, love studying and um, trying to, I, I don't want to say mimic and steal, but uh, Regal and Finley and guys oh, like yeah. that who just have a very aggressive style. Like, I love that kind of hard hitting. That's why I love Pete Dunne. Uh, and even Jericho, too. It's that mix of athleticism, but they're like pit bulls. You know, they're, yeah. they're not the biggest guys, but, you know, they're hard hitting and you can believe them in the ring with just about anybody. And honestly, too, I, I think Brock Lesnar is probably the best in the world right now. So I love watching Brock. I think he's the most believable guy in and out of the ring. I yeah. think his matches are, you're waiting to see if his match is going to be 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think I think without a doubt, uh, Brock is probably, I think Cena said it about a month ago, I think Brock's probably the, the best in the world right now. I, mean, I don't think... In terms of his presentation, his look, I don't think anybody can touch Brock. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's another guy that I love, love, love watching. Yeah. So, like, what is it like having 
Pat Buck, Dan Moth, Sean Donovan as like the trainers that created pro. Like no creative pro. Wrestle pro. Holy shit. <laughs> same, same same thing. It's it's uh it's it's Creative Pro New Jersey, aka Wrestle Pro. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um Pat, Pat's an amazing trainer. He's not the only one I could chalk it up to. The three main guys that I've learned uh just about everything from is Pat, Dan, and then Mario Bocara, aka yep. Mo Sexton. Um, you know, he's not at the moment with us. Uh, he's in Florida, I believe. Still keep in touch with him. Um, I learned a tremendous amount from him. Sean uh, came into the school. Uh, I mean, he's been doing it a lot longer than me, but he came into school a little after me. So he was just appointed a trainer not too long ago. But again, he's been doing this so long and has such a unique style. And there's also Bobby Wayward, who started a year before me. He just became um, one of the trainers there as well, who's tremendous. I love wrestling, the two of them. Um, but I have a very special and close relationship with uh, Danny. And um, he's one of those guys that early on, after he saw, I guess, my style, how hard I worked, he didn't even invite me. He told me, he said, you're coming on the road with me and you're going to learn from me. He basically, you know, I'm proud to say that he's not just a trainer, but he's a mentor of mine and uh, like a more like a big brother too. Like he'll yeah. call me at any time of day and because he might have an idea for me or something he wants me to watch. And, you know, the, he, he has asked me to watch his matches. Like, Hey, what'd you think of this? And I'm like, what the hell are you asking me for? But <laughs> he, he, you know, even asks me like about his performance and whatnot. And I'm current, I'm, I'm helping him in terms of training, um, like working out and whatnot. We're, we're working on some stuff with him in terms of getting a more flexible and, even more agile than he already is for yeah. somebody who's over 290. So yeah, we have we have a close connection in in and out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. So what? But all of them are tremendous, tremendous. Oh yeah. What got you into wrestling? Uh, I, you know what? I I feel like everybody's got to have the same answer in terms of the uh, obviously being a fan. Yeah. And then there come there there comes that point where you're like, you know, I think i want to give this a shot or just do it um also the, i mean the thing for me if you're going to break down what is it about wrestling because everybody is going to say they got into it or they, they want it wait do, what was like your question what made me want to do it no like what no what got you into like watching wrestling oh what got me into watching yeah, it um, yeah, yeah. i don't I, I i actually don't remember like i don't remember the first time i watched it i just i i i would think I, my dad had it on because he is still a fan himself and he was he would watch it but yeah. I don't remember the the one specific time I started watching like I don't remember like I, I couldn't tell you like oh yeah like I saw this match and I was hooked like for I, I feel like it wasn't something I was watching when I was like two years old but I think I think I was maybe around six or seven okay and I I don't know why I just have it in my head that I don't know what gimmick he might have been at the time, whether it was the ringmaster or Stone Cold by then, but I feel like I saw Austin. And it's a very blurry memory to me, but for some reason, whether it was 95, 96, 97, I feel like I saw Steve Austin and somehow that got me into it. But honestly, I, I really don't even remember. It's just one of those things where from such a young age, I just remember basically always watching it. Yeah, yeah, man. I got into wrestling... 2014, the night the shield broke up. First thing I saw. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I was 
How old are you? Uh, 18. So that was... Dude, I was 24 years old because I'm 30 years old now. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's dude. when you got into it. You have a lot. To, you have to. You have to explore the network. And oh man, some... I'm I'm rewatching WCW. I'm rewatching ECW next, and I'm gonna watch all of uh, okay. WWE up to that point. So yeah, yeah, that's what I grew up watching. Was I grew up during the Monday Night Wars, and I was oh, actually yeah. a WCW fan. Hell yeah, man! I was actually once I realized that they were really. Um, shit in the bed is when I turned on to. I mean, I always I I was one of those people that. Again, this is before your time. There was no DVR or anything. Like I'd have to flip channels, and yeah. I would watch Nitro from eight to nine, and then from nine to eleven, it was just flipping back and forth. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I think I'm on WCW. Still good where I'm at. So, so we're we're doing good so far. WCW was always good like, because even, there's like, a point storylines got even, it got to a point where it was so bad that it was good. Like you're watching it, you're like, I can't believe they did this crap. <laughs> so you end up being entertained by all the horrible things. It's like watching a terrible movie. It's like you just, you know, can't help but be entertained. It's like watching the movie Grind. Probably I've never watched it, but I, and I never will. But I can imagine watching something like that piece of crap movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably like like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that because uh, my girlfriend loves that stupid movie, and I refuse to watch it. I mean, it it, it like the wrestling must still be good, I guess, even if the storylines yeah. are bad. In, there was a lot of WCW wrestling that was still good. Like in 2001, even though it was for a very short time, you had a guy like AJ Styles. Yeah. who was there, and he was trying to break in. You still had guys like Jamie Noble and Jimmy Wang, um, Jimmy Yang, J- uh, Jimmy Yang. You still had super Booker T, super talented guys. Oh, you yeah. just had, there just wasn't much talent left, or there was really shitty storylines and stuff like that. But, like, WCW got to a point where it was just so tr- horrible that, like, you just had to watch and laugh it at times, like some of the stuff that they were doing. Yeah, man. I hey, I left sometimes at the early days when they did like the Legion of No. Ah, uh, fuck! I'm gonna forget it. Um, Dungeon of Doom. Dungeon of Doom. That was yeah, like hilarious. silly, silly stuff like that. I mean, dude, we see silly stuff in WWE. It's part of wrestling. There's stuff that's silly that works. There's stuff that's silly that doesn't work. But yeah. it's it's all entertainment, you know. Yeah, man. So if you could change anything about the wrestling industry, what would it be? Mm, the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, let's see, to make, to get me a contract, that's what I would change. Okay. To, I would make sure that if I could change anything, it would be having my name signed on to, uh, I, I, I will say this, I'll say to say a company, like just to get a contract, because I would, I would go to a place like AEW, but the goal is WWE. That's my sarcastic answer. Um, now in terms of what would I do to, if I could change one thing? Um, man, I'm not, I'm not a pessimistic wrestling fan where I don't, and I'm not a really, I see it with a lot of wrestlers too, where I don't know what it is, but sometimes fans and even other wrestlers, all they want to do is just crap all over wrestling. Um, I think maybe if I had to change one thing right now, it would be, for more drawn out uh, storylines where instead of just, you know, a perfect example. I don't, I don't know if you're 
if you got here yet in terms of watching WWE on the, on the, on the network. But the one like a slow build of a storyline. So, for example, right now I'm watching Backlash 05. Okay. The main event is Batista and Triple H. Um, that was a and it was the month line. before that. Yeah, before that, I mean, they built up to their WrestleMania match starting in November or October of the year before. Yeah. So you you had to wait six months. And now I'm not saying that's not everything. Some stuff, it just it doesn't need to be that long. But I personally like to watch uh, when it's when it calls for it a long storyline. And granted, I, I know everything moves a lot faster nowadays yeah. in terms of the in the in-ring product but sometimes you'll see like the rules get thrown out the window in certain matches where it's a tag match and the guys are in the ring for you know what would be a 35 count nonetheless a five count so you know i guess bringing it more back to what it should be in terms of like respecting the referee you know things of that nature very minor things but yeah, you know that's I guess longer drawn out storylines and matches where instead of it just being, which I love the athleticism, but I like when matches feel like a legit competition and it doesn't seem like you're watching the Matrix, yeah. but that you have two guys that really like you know it looks like it's a fight, it looks like it's a competition. That's why I love watching Brock Lesnar. But there's a place for all of that. Yeah. So would you say like a good long term storyline was the Fallen out of the shield because that was like a lot of years, man. Just the three of them feuding. Oh, in terms of the build up, yeah. I mean, in terms of, I was actually at the shield's first match um, back in TLC 2012 when like their debut, yeah. uh, which was amazing. And I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they even probably could have kept going as the shield, but in terms of that build up to their breakup, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So man. that was cool. And then from there, I mean, they intertwined those guys for years. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, uh, I don't think we ever got, I think we got the triple threat match once, but I think yeah. that was a good one. And they just kept mingling those guys. Um, but I mean, long storylines, yeah, that would be up there. I think in more recent time, yeah. Edge and Orton, that was, that took place for not an incredibly long time, but they told that story over a few months. And I thought it was. You know, they didn't have Edge there a whole lot, and then eventually the virus hit and whatnot. So they yeah. had to work with what they had. But I thought they built that up well over the course of even if it was just a couple of months. I thought they did it really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, what is your favorite wrestling moment or event of all time? Or you can do both. Uh, event uh, in terms of a, a like a one particular yeah event yeah um, one particular event mainly because it was the first WrestleMania I attended in person was WrestleMania 28 in Ooh. Miami. It was the, re the return of The Rock. Yep. And it may maybe if I watched it at home, it wouldn't be my go-to favorite event. But just being there and, you know, being in that energy and seeing The Rock and Cena being there for the Hell in Cell uh, in terms of moments, that's tough. I mean, there's a few of them. Uh, when Goldberg won the WCW title from Hogan, yep. and it's the, at the the Georgia Dome as forty thousand people just losing their minds as he gets Hogan up, and I, I can I just know the commentary too, the way Shivani <laughs> and 
Bobby Heenan made the call, and um, I love that. Uh, very subtle moment was it's one of my favorite. It's probably the reason that sums up why I love wrestling. Is very specifically, there was uh, in my favorite match of all time, which is Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. Uh, when Shawn kicks out of the tombstone, it was one of the first times you really ever saw the Undertaker express emotion the way yeah. he did where Michaels kicks out and Taker just looks like he just can't like he doesn't look like the mean Taker anymore it looks like this moment of uh, like desperation and what the hell's going on he just kicked out and it's just the storytelling aspect so moments like that it's I could never I could list matches I love but it's the moments that more so connect with me like people always go back to not many people say Hogan and Andre is their favorite match but most people will tell you that watching Hogan slam Andre is their favorite thing ever because oh, yeah. it's that moment. So I think Goldberg winning the title is one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, really, again, because I was there, but being there in person for just in terms of crowd energy when The Rock beat Cena at Mania 28 and just hearing the crowd lose it shit. <laughs> and, being, and, and being in the middle of it too. You know, that was just, you know, so I have to put that up there because I was there to experience it. Really, though, um, and when Taker, when a lot of Taker, uh, I'm bringing it up, but when when, when Taker, when, when the streak ended, that's oh. probably my favorite moment. Oh, man. Because I watched it at home and I remember, um, you know, I'm to this day, uh, everybody in my house going silent and we're all thinking it was a mess up and I'm actually in the middle of listening to bruce and conrad talk about it um on their ending the streak episode where they discuss it that moment i'll never forget and going back and like thinking like oh no they're gonna restart the match there is a screw up there is something wrong so, but then realizing nope this is real this this just happened yeah man and then he came back and beat wyatt uh a year after so yeah because then in that whole moment you start thinking you know maybe his career is over all this stuff so there's a, a bunch of emotions that go with that moment because uh, there was a lot with it. To this day, even rewatching it, I still, yeah, you know, just get the chills when I just rewatch that match. Yeah, man, definitely. So, do you have any dream matches? Now, now, this is you, you, whoever you want to face. Yeah. Who do you got? Um, I'll I'll be realistic and name people that I could wrestle, oh, yeah. not anybody who's passed away. Um, I would love to wrestle Jericho he'd be number one okay. uh, I would love to get in the ring with Pete Dunne oh, shit. Uh, I would actually love to get in the ring and be squashed by Goldberg <laughs> like I, I would love to get in the ring and lose in 30 seconds like just walk right into a spear <laughs> and get jackhammered and then be able to be one of the people in history who got slaughtered by Goldberg like, I would love to get in there have Goldberg maul me and the same with Brock. If I can wrestle somebody to be in there with Brock and just get suplexed like eight times in F5, I think it would be great. So I think those four, you know, Jer Jericho is number one, but Jericho, I, there's so many more I can name, but Jericho, Pete Dunne, yeah. uh, I would definitely say Undertaker. Oh, but, yeah, um, man. You know, in, in order to specifically, I can tell you to get slaughtered by Goldberg and Brock, I wouldn't want to have a match with them. I, I would love to be able to go in there and get murdered by them. Back to back. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I would just get speared and jackhammered by Goldberg, and then Brock would come out and just, you know, throw me around until I'm dead and then F5 me. Why not? I've lived. Yeah, 100%. How about uh, Orange Cassidy? Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I've been on a few shows with him. He's a super nice guy, really laid back, as you can yeah. imagine. And, <laughs> Very um, laid back. Any, anything I've ever seen of him, too, um, literally being there in person and watching him work, is it's just, it's fun. It's, it's simple. And what people don't realize is, like, you know, when it's time to turn it on, I mean, he, he, he can go. He does it, man. He, he, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, he, he, he can go. I could I could you handle his kicks of doom? So it's funny. Like I, I actually think people don't really understand how that works. So what I mean by that is those kicks of doom. They're not like people think like oh, and this is why they also criticize them. They think oh, uh, you know why would somebody get in there and you know sell that? They're, they're you know or act like it hurts. Well, nobody does. Nobody they, does. They stare at him. <laughs> What he's doing, he's taunting somebody. People think he's actually trying to kick them. If you think that he thinks that that's going to work, he's not. He's trying to rile somebody up. Like, instead of him slapping somebody in the face, like we've seen wrestlers do, he instead, his version of trying to taunt somebody and get them emotional is to just do these, you know, light kicks. So that's the whole point. People, I think people misinterpret it. They actually think he's trying to hurt the guy. He's not trying to hurt the guy. He's trying to piss them off so that when they go to punch him, he could duck and, you know, start to go to town on them. Because then it's like he's almost capitalizing on their mistakes. Yeah, man. And that's the genius behind his character. I think his character is actually somewhat misunderstood. I thought he was... People always thought he was a sloth. But he's kind of... But, like... Well, yeah, he calls it, like, sloth style because he goes slow. But the whole point is he's trying to, like you know, rile you up, like piss you off, you know what I mean? So that when you start to, you know, you try to punch him or kick him or, you know, go after him, yeah. like he'll, you know, you're going to screw up because you're getting so enraged that he'll capitalize. And then he, then he starts going. He can fly. He can really move. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. I, I wish I would, I would love to see Orange Cassidy live. Def, I would laugh yeah, my ass off. He's great. I, I would he's great. laugh so much. So do you, do you get anxiety in front of like a crowd or right before you go out the curtain when you first started still to this day? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't really call it anxiety. Um, it's just the butterflies. And yeah. sometimes I don't. Um, I, I like always get like hyped up. Yeah. But, and there's, there, there were times, and there's still, don't get me wrong, there still are times when if it's a really big match or whatever it may be the situation like i i could get like i don't i wouldn't say anxiety but just like really like the jitters nervousness um for the most part there's always some kind of little butterflies but honestly sometimes there's not sometimes like i just feel fully comfortable and i i, I always feel confident what i'm doing but other times it's like okay like no need to overthink this yeah like uh, I'm, I'm i'm more so like pumped up is the best way uh, to describe it. And there's times where I'm not nervous whatsoever. There's times where I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just depends. Yeah, it depends what it is. Um, so here, here's a good one. So if you had two contracts today, today, now, now think about the whole situation, AEW, WWE, 
who are you choosing? I I got an, I got my personal answer to this. If if that's cool with you, so I definitely WWE. I would, no, I would, oh wait, that's your answer or my? You were guessing mine. That's my answer. Oh, w- no, that that that's my answer. Even yeah. without even without a crowd. Yeah, I mean, neither of them have a crowd. Yeah, and um, in the long run. You know, that's where that's the company that I grew up watching. You know, that's the company yep. that I, I really fell in love with and that's always been the company that I wanna end up with. And the the few times that I've worked for them, each time I got the feeling of, Okay, I, I, I wanna like this is an awesome atmosphere, it's an awesome environment. I wanna come back here, like I wanna be here. So that definitely helped you know, uh, encourage that feeling, but yeah, without a doubt, as I would absolutely go to AEW, ROH, Impact, MLW, New Japan. But yeah, yeah, first on my list, and if I only had to pick one, without a doubt, it would be WWE. Who do you think's doing better without the crowd? AEW. Do you watch both? Like without a um, crowd? Yeah, I do watch both. Uh, me personally, WWE. I Ooh, think is even doing, without a crowd is. Yeah, I do like what they're doing a little. I, I do. I, I enjoy both. Yeah. I do like what they're doing without a crowd, especially that they're embracing the on location stuff, like the Boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. Um, the way that they shot Champa Gargano. Um, I there's still all the production is still there, even if you saw Killer Cross uh, or Carrion Cross and Scarlet's entrance. The production is still there. second to none, yeah. regardless of there not being a crowd. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and I haven't watched yeah. the Money in the Bank yet, but from what I've seen, that also looked tremendous. So yeah, man. it's good that they're capitalizing on you know uh, the on location stuff. Yeah. So what's your? Do you have a favorite match you wrestled so far in your career, or like top five? <laughs> yeah. Um, be, again. It's not because the match was an amazing match, but one of the first ones that comes to mind is uh, I did wrestle Keith Lee on NXT. Oh, yeah. And that comes to mind because it was the experience that it, it's not like we had, you know, it wasn't even a match. I mean, it, it was, but it was just like a few moves and I was done. But it was the fact that it was the experience of being there, being in the locker room working with them, watching the production, taking it all in, and then being in front of that crowd and then getting a feel for what it's like to be in full sale. And then on the other hand, when I, uh, me and Bobby Way- Bobby Wayward and I, we wrestled the Viking or whatever wrestled. We got killed by the Viking Raiders <laughs> in November on, on Raw. And um, that was another feeling. It was like, okay, it was a quick match, but again, it's not always sometimes the actual quality of the match. It's you know, sometimes there. it's the moments. And in that in that particular instance, yeah. for me, it was the fact of the experience. And it was a reminder of like, okay, I want to do this every week for this company. So those matches come to mind. But um, I've had two matches with Dan Moff that are very near and dear to me. One uh, is not re- – nobody saw it because it was at a street fair. So whoever was there got to see it. But to this day um, – yeah. Some of the guys in the locker room were like, dude, I remember that match. That was awesome. Um, and then there was a ladder match I had two years ago that I ended up winning. Not because I won it, um, but 
because of that match and just never having a ladder match before that. And it just, it was a really cool experience. So that's up there as well. I could keep picking, but those come to mind. Uh, when you wrestled for NXT, was it before it was live? Like when it was pre-taped or did you do it live on USA? Uh, it was pre-taped. It was oh. when they were still on, it was when they were still on the network. Oh man. How long were those tapings though? I never, how long do that? How long were those tapings? Like before USA? Oh, uh, when I went there, it was a couple. Ooh, oh my god! Sorry, I, mean, I just watched the, the, the hurricane take a crazy bump. <laughs> it's all good, um, man. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is actually a really physical match. Um, actually, this brings back memories. I actually did wrestle a lot of resistance as well, but uh, yeah, back they 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 would tape over the course of a day or two. I was down there for two days. Um, they had taped, I think, like four weeks worth of TV. Holy shit. Because it was also, remember, that was when the episodes were an hour yeah. on the network. And they're not all matches. You know, there's promos and commercials and vignettes and interviews and cutaways. So, you know, all you have to do is really tape just a few matches. And then technically that's, all right, we're already done. We got one episode, you know. So, yeah, it's not like it was really hard to do that. Yeah. Um. Any hobbies outside of wrestling? Yeah, um, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I started. I helped start up uh, a personal training studio with a friend of mine a few years ago. Uh, it's, it's in the area I live uh, here in Jersey, in Middletown specifically, uh, called Infinity Health and Fitness. There's that. I do volunteer with animals. Um, I've been at my local shelter for seven years. Anybody that knows me knows I love animals more than anything. I've got, right now, I've got three hamsters, Bear, Harley, and Ivy. I've got a cat named Jude. Um, and right now, I'm in the middle of rescuing cats that are stray. So, okay. and that's probably going to be what I end up doing in my later years is rescuing animals and working at a shelter, I'm sure. Any um, dogs? But that's, uh, yeah, I, I don't live with, like... Uh, with my parents anymore so when i when i live there i mean we have one now but we've had dogs our whole life but at the moment um we have one dog okay so i i, I still go there almost you know on a weekly basis and i'll, I'll take him out we've got a couple cats that i adopted that i left at home with him uh, with my parents because they just got really comfortable but yeah so that's big hobby i love uh collecting i'm a big figure yep and then really a collector um big into like comics and oh, uh yeah, you know all oh, that's a big nerd i have like a whole separate shelf of wrestling figures a separate shelf of batman a separate shelf of star wars funkos it's you know everything dude this this interview might go on for hours if we start talking about that stuff. <laughs> yeah i know Justin, i could go all day with that <laughs> yeah bro damn i hey god bless you man god bless you um, was WrestlePro, was that the first place you, uh, trained at? Yeah, that was, uh, again, I did a few days with, uh, Robbie, Robbie Strauss. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that was my first taste of it. Um, and then it was in September of 2013 that I yeah. started at, uh, WrestlePro, Creative Pro, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been my primary, um, and main, uh, source. Okay. So what indie promotions do you want to wrestle at that you haven't already? Do you have any, like, in mind? Like, a preference? Yeah. 
There is some in terms of in, in my area on the Northeast, uh, in this area, like I, I would love to work for beyond wrestling, oh, uh, limitless, yeah, um, th- those are a few that come to mind. And then of course there's the ones that are out in other parts of the world. Of course, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't want to work for a place like PWG. Oh, um, there's PCW Ultra. I mean, there's there's a good amount out there. Again, there's there's MLW as well. I mean, uh, so it, uh, again, it's, and some aren't even really indies. Like, I would love to go over and, or if you want to call it work for some of the indies, like Progress in the UK. Yeah. Um, or just just to be able to get o- to get over there. Or even in Japan as well, at some point, like I think that would be a thrill. Uh, but those are some of the first ones that uh, come to mind. Yeah, man. So how did you come up with the name Nikos Rikos? You got a story behind that? Uh, yeah, no, I, nothing really fancy. Uh, it was given to me uh, years ago before WrestlePro became WrestlePro. It was uh, PWS, and they were looking for an ethnic character. So you know, here I come as nikos okay okay um did you have a plan b when you first started training in case it didn't work out uh in case wrestling didn't work out yeah no not anything that was like a a career move essentially like i I didn't i I did a little bit of college but i didn't go like i wasn't going to go to college and get a degree that i wasn't going to use um, I knew that I would. If, I mean, I wouldn't just sit on my ass if, for some reason, wrestling didn't work out. Like if I got hurt tomorrow and I, for some reason, couldn't do it, I mean, I would definitely do something that's still fulfilling, like yeah. my personal training career. And like I said, either way, at some point or another, I definitely see myself further and deeper working with animals. So it would still be something that gives that gives me, uh, like you know, self fulfillment. So which would be those two things. Okay, okay. So, best advice someone gave you when it comes to wrestling? Oh, um, it's funny. I just was asked this as well recently on another podcast. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch. There's a bunch of different advice, whether it's been in training, at practice, or whether it's even been in some of the the seminars that I've done. Um, but one thing that across the board that I've it's it's nothing that's like mind-blowing but it's one thing I've even heard before I got into wrestling um even Jericho has talked about it where it's taking who you are and being yourself essentially but just turning it up so you know I'm yeah but then you know if you're also a boring ass person in real life then you may have to find something that's you know not you that makes you step out of your comfort zone for me i always took the whole be yourself uh when it comes to wrestling and your character be yourself but just turn the volume up and for me you know i'm very sarcastic i'm kind of a dick (laughs) so for me in wrestling it's very easy to turn the volume up to 11 on that because it's easier for me uh, legitimately to get people to dislike me than it is to get people to like me. You know, I'm not really a people pleaser. I'm not really a people person either. So uh, I, I, I very much enjoy pissing people off, especially in the crowd, um, and especially because I'm very judgmental. So I definitely don't mind telling people how I feel. 
Okay. Okay. So my next question, you might have just answered me answered it. Do you prefer working as a heel or a baby face? Definitely heel. Yeah, it's 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 heel all the way. Because um, it's funny, even Danny Dan Moff jokes with me all the time. He just he, on a weekly basis, multiple times a week, he calls me a jerk. So, and just some of the stuff he he always says I'm a jerk or I'm a dick or something like that because of something I'll say to him, and then he'll end up calling me that. So, you know, it's it's very hard for me to. I don't know. I get, don't get me wrong, I'm a genuine person, but I have a much better time being sarcastic and being witty with somebody than I am. I don't know. Shaking trying to make them smile, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite wrestling promotion? Uh, I guess as a wrestler, uh, Creator Pro. Uh, yeah, like in, in in terms of actually like wrestled and whatnot. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. definitely be yeah Creator Pro slash Wrestle Pro. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, next one you might have answered too. Uh, favorite wrestling event you attended as a fan? Uh, Mania twenty eight. Mania. I mean, I've done. A, I've done. I've been to many Raw, SmackDowns, pay per views. Yeah, Impact when it was TNA. But and I've been. I've been to two WrestleManias, twenty eight, twenty nine, oh. and definitely, definitely twenty eight because it was the first one, and just making a vacation out of it and uh, going to Access and the Hall of Fame and. and it was just, uh, yeah, overall, like, just being there for the event itself was tremendous. Yeah, man. Um, ch- 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 favorite finisher? Oh. Yeah. Hey, I, um, I got the question. I, I don't think I've ever even thought of that. Um, you know, I, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, again, because of what it meant to me growing up, probably the jackhammer. Ooh, Goldberg okay. Spear Jackhammer combo, just because it was one of the things that uh, got me really into the character and into wrestling. Was watching him, watching how hard he was going to quote unquote, you know, spear and smash into somebody, and then watching how devastating that jackhammer was going to be. And you know, he would hold him up for a second, and just watching him pick up a guy like I don't know Chavo Guerrero and let go with one arm, or <laughs> watching him get the, the Big Show up. Like, it was always, a well, how long is he going to hold him up for? Or sometimes it was a question of, can he get this guy up? And then you'd see him lift Kevin Nash and the Giants. And it was just tremendous to watch that feat of strength. And you would just wait for it. You knew when he hit the spear that that was it. So yeah, it was just, even though you saw it coming, you just, you wanted it. You know, you didn't need it to be unpredictable. Yeah. So, so my co-host who's not here would probably want me to ask this question. Do you have an opinion mm-hmm. on the overdrive? The finishing move, MVPs. Is the overdrive the? I think he used to call it the playmaker, yeah, right? That's that that's the one. Okay. <laughs> do I have an opinion on it? Do you, Do you think it's a good finisher, a shitty finisher? I take it your your co-host thinks it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an opinion on it. I'm more of like, if it does the job, it does the job, you know. So does he feel? Before I answer my, that question. Why does he feel strongly like it's just a horrible finisher? Yes. Okay, I have nothing against it, and the main reason why I like it is because, first and foremost, he can do it to anybody. Yeah. If he wants to, if he wants to do it, that's the that's what makes a, a finisher perfect. Is you have to be able to do it to Rey Mysterio. You have to be able to do it to the Big Show. Yeah. So that's a very big plus of that finisher is 
you can do it to anybody. It doesn't put any strain on your body in terms of being a wrestler. You don't have to even land on your back or jump off the top rope and injure something. It's it's different looking too. Yeah. So it's not this crazy effective looking move, but it looks devastating in a way because the person's arm is up in the if you take somebody's arm, hold it in the air and twist it in the opposite motion real quick, there's a good chance that you know you can snap it. So there's that and there's that whip it's mainly built off the fact that it's a whiplash effect. Yeah. I think it's different. It's it's not something that is you know, going to blow your mind, but that's why he started doing other stuff. He started doing the Yakuza kick and the drive-by, and he didn't just use that, but it's not its not going to be on my top 10 favorite finishers <laughs> list, but again, look at look at, um, look at at Sting, the, Scor- the Scorpion Death Drop. It's just an uh, inverted DDT. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the AA is just a fireman's carry slam. Some of the best finishers is, you know, they're not flashy. They just get the job done. Yeah. Uh, who do you enjoy working with the most in the ring? Math? Muff. Muff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. probably. I, I love working with him. There's a few guys that I really love working with. I love working with him. Uh, there's a couple guys that when I was first starting out, I wrestled a lot. Uh, Adam Chandler yep. is his name. He's called the Big Dog, Adam Chandler, or the Alpha Dog. The Alpha Dog, Adam Chandler. I love. I always in, really enjoyed wrestling him and Brian Johnson. Who Brian Johnson is now in Ring of Honor, the Mecca. Um, Brian Johnson. I love wrestling him. Um, I love. There's. I got uh, a very special love for Francis Kip Stevens. Oh, anytime I had him I've, on the podcast. <laughs> anytime I've been in the ring with him, me and him have a bond over Batman. And, Anytime I've been in the ring with him, it's just, I know it's going to be easy, it's going to be fun, but those are some of the guys that uh, that come to mind. Um, there's more. I, I've had a ball working Crowbar. Uh, Crowbar used to be in WCW, had a little stint in WWE. Um, now he runs his own promotion, and I've loved working with him, but those are some of the, uh, the other guys uh, uh, other than the obvious ones that I've enjoyed working. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, how do you keep yourself occupied during this uh, shitty quarantine? I'm still personal training. I'm training people virtually, like over FaceTime. So yep. I'm still working. Um, I'm still working out. Uh, I have a key to my studio, so it's just me in there. But I'm still working out. Um, I'm always watching wrestling. When people tell me to watch a new show on Netflix, I usually will tell them I'll never get around to it because... I'm typically just always watching something on the network. So watching wrestling, um, I've got my animals, um, you know, and I'm just getting back into catching up on some graphic novels of mine that, uh, you know, I've been slacking on. Yeah. Um, so could you describe the experience of working as an extra for WWE, like in general, like how is it? Because a lot of people have told their stories. Like, is it just like, holy shit, I'm in this different planet right now. Something like that. Yeah. You you really get overwhelmed by it and the production and the people that you see, um, you know, backstage and just walking in and seeing how much work is put into one episode and the trucks that's there and all, all the all, all the people that um, don't really get thought of. Like these workers that are in hard hats that are putting up the set and they're tearing it down and, 
you know, it's really, you, you get taken back by seeing how much is put into it. And, you know, you just kind of stay out of the way, try to be a fly on the wall, do as you're told, and uh, just try to soak it all in. It's, it's, it's overwhelming is the best way, way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, obviously, now that you're a current wrestling fan, I, mean, I just got to ask a few opinions on a few wrestlers. First, I'm going to bring in probably one of the greatest things in WWE right now, The Fiend. What, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I think it's tremendous. I love the, you know, um, his, his, his appearance, his entrance, you know, his style. Uh, he's basically like uh, Michael Myers, where yeah. he's, supposed, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but you really just can't help it want to see him just you know you always want a michael Myers to just get back up and kill the teens even though the teenagers were the good guys of the film you really just want to see how bad he was going to kill him and that's how and that's who the fiend is the fiend is not just a you know i mean he gets cheered but he's kind of like watching a horror movie villain you just want to see him do his thing even though you know he's supposed to be the bad guy but yeah and i love the fact that he can mix it up and be Bray wyatt and it's there's a lot of depth you know to that character yeah do you think they're adding anyone to the Funhouse or doing more characters? I hope not. No, I, 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 I hope not. Uh, I think with you know, if they add in, in terms of puppets, that would be cool. But in terms of uh, physically, I just hope they just keep it at him. I don't think I'm really interested in seeing. I mean, maybe yeah, like a sister Abigail. I think it would be cool, but I like it just being him and the fiend, and then of course they have all the puppets and whatnot. I think maybe another puppet would be cool, but How I think what hit? they've got, yeah. you know, less is more. Yeah. How about him playing like a puppet, like another fiend type thing? Like we have, that fiend, would be different. Yeah. Like him playing Huskis, you know, Huskis comes to life. It's a, it's Bray. Would that be cool? I, as long as it doesn't get overly cartoony. Yeah. Even though we're talking about puppets, because all the puppets right now are representing a different part of his career yeah so like huskis is representing husky harris yep. and you know you don't want to just do something for the sake of doing it yeah man so how about the hack the voice they call him the voice on smackdown what what do you think um i'm not really i, I know of it but i haven't actually really seen it oh. but from from what i've from what i have seen footage wise or stuff on social media i mean it's different it's cool you know it's just, again it's something different you don't have an audience there why not do some pre-recorded stuff i know there's different rumors on who it could be which hopefully can give somebody else an opportunity on the show and to you know change up their character so i'm for it if it gets somebody else on tv who deserves to be there then that, absolutely yeah definitely man i'm trying to think what else, what else is going on now um rollins messiah gimmick you like it Yes, I do. I think he's better as a heel. Yep. I like the look. I like the jacket, the glove. I definitely think he's in his element as a heel. Yeah, man, definitely, dude. Uh, now, now we gotta go into comics, man. Hit, hit me with some of your favorite superheroes. Marvel or DC, first of all. Movies. Uh, overall, Marvel, but Batman is my favorite. Okay. Okay. So I like I like Marvel's selection better, but by far. Uh, Batman's my absolute favorite um, in terms of, I mean, I have countless books, shirts, memorabilia. I just took a picture last year with Val Kilmer next to the Batmobile from Batman Forever. Um, I'm obsessed. I have a Bane coat. I have the Bane mask. Um, I've actually wrestled as Bane on some Halloween shows. 
if I, you know, so I mean, it's definitely Batman. If we're talking comics and graphic novels, I really only just read Batman. There's a few others I do want to read, but uh, The Dark Knight Returns is up there. That's a classic by Frank Miller. Uh, Batman Year One, I really like. Uh, just to name a few, Hush yep, I is, is another that. one. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, the show Gotham? Yeah, I got in. I didn't finish it, but <gasps> I started to Netflix it, and I got halfway through, and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I was really, really happy with it. So I'm looking forward to. I'm probably going to hit the reset button and watch it from the start uh, pretty soon because I really thought they did a good job. Dude, they got all the seasons on Netflix now, man. I might rewatch it. They I watched are. it. I, I okay, watched I'm it. Gonna have to. Yeah, I watched it like I watched it live throughout those years. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I. The thing is tremendous. Yeah. Um. What else have you been watching on Netflix? You said you watch Netflix a bit. Any new shows? I, uh, no, I'm only going back and watching stuff that I either I didn't finish or I missed some. I, I went back and I rewatched The Office. <gasps> I rewatched uh, Lost because uh, yep. Lost I never finished when it was on TV, and I, it's even better what now watching it years later. And right now. Um, rewatching, or well, actually, I haven't really ever watched the show in full. Thirty Rock. Oh and yeah, I need, I need prob- to watch that. I'm a big fan of comedy, and after Thirty Rock, I will probably actually rewatch Gotham and then finish Gotham because I never finished it. Okay. Uh, stand up. You like stand up comedy? Yep, Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Um, to name a few. I used to be a big Dane Cook fan. Uh, who wasn't? But th- those are a few that, especially especially Jerry and Louis C.K., are two of my top top ones. Brian Regan as well, very underrated. Okay, how about um Sebastian? Oh my God, yeah, I love him. I just watched him a couple of days ago. I, I think he's I think he's the best in the world right now. I think yeah. he's absolutely amazing. Um, there's a few New York guys. Uh, Mark Norman, Jerry shouted him out. Never heard of him. Yeah, he, okay. Yeah, I'll check him out. Um, Bert Kreischer. I know the name. <sighs> Tom Segura. Unfortunately, yeah. I watch. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. It is. It is what it is. I think. I think people are taking him a little too seriously. Yeah, you. You know what I'm talking so, uh, about. It's. It's. <laughs> yeah, big deal. It's fake. We all know that. Yeah. And to think that, to think that the fans, as if to act like the fans don't know that. I mean. Everybody knows how it works. He's just trying to get... It's just getting attention. That's all it is. Oh. Like, I tweeted I, I tweeted a little something, but at the same time, you know, it's like, whatever. Everybody says this stuff. He's He knows what he's doing. He also gave wrestlers a lot of credit, too. But um, at the end of the day, like, he's a comedian. He's still an actor. He's still, he's still a quote-unquote, a worker. So, you know, he, he, he knows he's just getting a rise out of people. I don't really take that stuff to heart. When people are like, oh, is it fake? I'm like, well, yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. That, that's the issue. A lot so of people say I don't get offended. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, I, I don't get, I will defend it, but I don't get offended. Yeah. That makes sense. That's the problem with a lot of kids. They say it's fake, but they won't take a bump. They, won't, they don't know yeah. what the bump feels like. And then when they take the no, bump. it hurts like hell. Oh, without a doubt, man. Um, uh, music. Well, you, got, you got a certain taste of music? Rock, metal, rap? You know, um, a little bit of everything, honestly. I grew up a big hip-hop fan. Okay. But I like a little bit of... I really do like a little bit of everything. Um, 
I will, I'm really weird. Even when I work out, I might be listening to Jay-Z or I may be listening to the soundtrack from The Dark Knight Rises, um, <laughs> like Hans Zimmer. However, my favorite singer, and I make no bones about it, uh, I've mentioned her on social media plenty of times to the, part where it, to the point where it's basically part of my character now, <laughs> is uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift is my favorite singer. Sure. Um, uh, what, what boyfriend is she on now? Some guy from London who who cares about him, you know. Next album, I, I, be I about honestly him. have no idea what his name is. <laughs> Man, isn't it true that like every album is about a boyfriend? Uh, it used to be it's about diff- different experiences, and sometimes uh, songs are written about other people's experiences. But people always think it has to do with her. But if they actually do a deep dive into her music, sometimes. Uh, her music about relationship is actually based off of her friends' relationships, and she's using them um, for motivation for a song. And people, for some reason, automatically think, oh, it must be her. It's actually not. Sometimes it's actually other people that she's singing about, and she saw something in their relationship that now she's making a song about. Man, I think you need to use Taylor Swift as your theme song now. (laughs) I I have done it. No, I have done it before. Trust me. Uh, any rock bands? Like, do you have uh, favorite bands? Like the the very generic answer, but I've seen them in concert, and I do own uh, at least physically. Now I don't have to own any album because I have Apple Music, but I do love Fozzy because <gasps> um, naturally I love Jericho, and we saw Jericho and Fozzy in concert. They opened for Nickelback. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. We were there, you know, rocking our asses off. I do love Metallica. Um, if I had to name in terms of all time when it comes to rock, probably ACDC. Okay. Um, they're, they're my go-to where if I'm going to listen to just, you know, rock, and I, if I had to pick one, if I'm going to put on the greatest hits, the essentials, uh, it's going to be ACDC. Okay. You, so ACDC, Metallica, Fozzy, uh, top three. If I had to pick one, probably ACDC. Okay. You li- you li- you're, you're a Nickelbacker? Um, yeah, I'm not like a. I, we went to that concert mainly for Fozzie, but so it's not like we went for Nickelback and got Fozzie. We went for Fozzie, and Nickelback for us was the add-on. But Nickelback is freaking awesome, so yes. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, they were fantastic, and I would go see them again without Fozzie there. So this summer, hopefully, I got tickets. <laughs> oh wait, when was this? Last year? Or this year? Yeah, man. So, Nickelback live, dude. Fucking insane. A great band. I I can't wait to see them. Absolutely. Can't wait to see them. I I highly recommend it to anybody. They'll surprise you with how with how good they are. Yeah, man. The the backup singer is very good too. Uh, Ryan. Yes. Yeah. I'm like I forgot. I wasn't sure of his name honestly, but yeah. No, he was. They they all were tremendous, and just the the actual um, performance side of it as well. Not just the music was you know in terms of the lights and just the energy they brought. Oh, yeah, and, man. You know, just again the they the way it was funny too. Just to you know for them to recount stories and whatnot <laughs> of being on the road and their personal lives. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, I I didn't actually uh, catch that tour. They did that tour for like three years, I think. The Feed the Machine tour. They had, like, um, Daughtry. Uh, you probably heard of him. Of course, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, a, yeah. you know, some big fan of him, but the guy himself, I actually like him. Yeah. 
uh, Bad Wolves. You probably heard of them. Yeah, I, I was actually just listening to them earlier during my workout. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing them this summer again, hopefully, with uh, Stained. Oh, cool. yeah. You've oh, yeah, it? of course. Absolutely. Classic. Yeah, man. And Disturbed. Yep. Love them, too. You seen any uh, concerts this summer? Hopefully, at uh, in Jersey? Or no. 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 I was supposed to go with my girlfriend to Breaking Benjamin, but that's not happening. And Wait, did they cancel honestly, that I don't yet? Think no, but I don't think there's going to be anything going on for the rest of this year in terms of big public assemblies like that. I really highly doubt that there's going to be anything of that nature. I have my uh, Breaking Ben tickets as well. Hopefully, man. That's all we can do is hope, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's not happening, but... Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Uh, so I guess this is a part where I'll uh, we ask our guests if you have any questions for me. So if you got any, hit me with them, bro. Anything. Oh, do I have any for you? Yeah. Um, See, this, this. All right, just give me one. Uh, favorite um, gra- graphic novel or uh, comic? Um. Oh, shit, Infinity War. I actually, oh, I actually went back and read that. My brother got it for like his birthday, like a year ago. Like yeah. bo- the both parts, and um, I I went back and read it, and it, it, it's amazing. Nice. Yeah, I'm Sweet. more of a DC guy, but I I I fuck with Marvel too. Absolutely. Yeah. So hey, man. Um, this is so you can do your own. You can do your outro. We we take turns doing outros. So if you want to plug anything, shout out anyone, go for it, man. Sure. Uh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at. I think it's uh, OPA, O-P-A, it's underscore, and my name, Nikos Ricos. Uh, there is a YouTube channel that I have to update as I pay zero attention to it, so hopefully I'll get around to that at some point. Uh, and then Facebook, Nikos Ricos, but you know that's not really, you know, Instagram and Twitter, I think, is or mainly Instagram is where it's at. I'm Don't ask me for a TikTok, I'll probably never get one, I think it's stupid. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you could, in terms of where I'm at, when there is going to be shows, It'll be posted there, and uh, hopefully, you know, at some point or another, end up back where I want to be, uh, you know, with, on TV in some capacity, So, and, but on a consistent basis. That's the goal. Yeah, man. Yeah, guys, definitely check out Nikos Rikos. Great dude. Uh, great wrestler, too. Instagram will be in the, the bio below. Follow him there, and then you could find wherever his other accounts from there. Um, yeah, give him a follow and everything. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe, comment, uh, keep tucking your chin, guys. Love you all.